Chapter 1. Sibling Rivalry I am the second oldest of six children. As in the old-fashioned family, my mother's job was to raise us, attend to my father, and handle the household. My father went to work at the family-owned business started by his father. Carol was the firstborn. I was born five years later. Two and a half years after that, Amy was born. Then David. John, the fifth child, was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus, leaving him with severe brain damage. Francie was a surprise, born a year later. I felt things I did not understand, like fear, anger, guilt, helplessness, frustration, and entrapment. From the windows of my little girl eyes, I felt like an old woman. I can't remember being a little girl. I've seen photos of me splashing with my siblings in a wading pool, jumping into huge piles of leaves and playing on the swings, but I can't remember having fun. I remember feeling angry a lot, wishing my father went away or died because he not only hurt me with his words and his hands, he hurt everyone else in my family too. I remember watching my mother's frustration because John couldn't do what she wanted him to do. I remember feeling guilty and trapped. I empathized with all my mother's emotions before I was old enough to understand what they were. Perhaps I was empathizing with my father as well. My mother would lie to him out of fear of being hit, or us being hit, and my father would hit because he knew he was being lied to. We had to walk on ice when my father was home and not say anything that might upset him. We learned to keep our feelings to ourselves. Mostly we hid them somewhere inside of our bodies because we didn't know what else to do with them. My father had little patience and it seemed he had no interest in his children, except for rare occasions. I got a glimpse of the professional world when he took me to work with him during a couple of school vacations. He gave me projects to do to help him out, and I got a glimpse of an adventurous world when, after work, he took me downtown, Boston, to the outdoor market. During the Christmas season, he took me for walks in the snow to see the Christmas displays. The front windows of all the department stores faced the street. Walking in downtown Boston, while fluffy white flakes fell all around me, still remains alive in my memories. It is a big deal for me to be invited for a walk by my father on a weekend down the long winding road we lived on. I believe that is when my love for walking began. At bedtime, there was no bending of the rules. Being caught watching TV on the stairs after eight o'clock was a serious violation. I remember a belt going across the back of my knees and leaving a painful welt. One day David wouldn't go upstairs when he was told. I saw my father take his belt off and throw it at David as he lingered on the stairs. Just then, my mother came around the bend and the belt buckle hit her in the face. I had never seen him as furious as he was that day. I watched as he ran up the stairs after David, my mother running after him. I followed them to the doorway of David's bedroom. I heard my mother scream, Stop it! You'll kill him! Suddenly it got quiet. 
David said he only remembered that he blacked out. My father never hit any of us again. I think he realized that when he lost his temper, he came too close to killing one of his own children. I guess David made a sacrifice for the rest of us. I no longer got whacked across the side of the head. I no longer got punched in my tiny shoulders. I no longer got hit with a belt. It was years before I stopped ducking whenever my father walked by. David didn't seem to be any different as a result of the experience, but when he grew up, he chose to live 3,000 miles away from wherever my parents lived. As John got older, he developed more and more physical challenges. My mother's life was all about John and what John needed. Was it only my perception? It seemed there was very little time or energy for my other brother, my sisters, or me.